So the question is this, how can entrepreneurs like us remain profitable while having a lean physique, optimal focus, and incredible relationships? That's the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is Nate Palmer, and welcome to The Million Dollar Body. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast, the intersection of fitness and financial success. Today, I'm gonna go live just for a few minutes, making it real quick, but there's a few great questions we got this this week in the Million Dollar Body community, which by the way, if you're not already a part of, make sure you go to n8trainingsystems.com slash group to get in there. Tons of free information, great trainings we have going on all the time, a bunch of resources. Just the other day, someone was like, hey, my back's really been bothering me. I can't hit my workouts. And I was like, great, check this out. It's a low back solution. It's in the group for you. It's free. So if that's ever been an issue for you, you're looking for meal plans or different recipes, things like that, we have it all. Have it all. We got it all. So check it out if you're not already a part of the group. Second thing I want to get into is a Q&A. Just a quick, quick Q&A on three different topics. I want to talk about net carbs. What are they? Are they real? Should we worry about them? How do we interpret uh, labels that say zero net carbs or one net carb, things like that? Number two, how do we get more protein in our diet on a regular basis? And then number three, um, a life-changing peanut butter hack that I discovered that I want to share with you. So stick around because that one's worth the price of mission right there. Number one though, net carbs. What are net carbs? When you see a label that says one gram of net carbs, what does that actually mean? Because when you turn it over, you'll see on the back, it'll say like 22 grams of carbs. So net carbs is, uh, essentially is the amount of carbs you have in a product after you take away two things. Number one, fiber. So basically you'll take your carbohydrates and you'll subtract your fiber from it. And then you'll subtract any sugar alcohols. So that's like xylitol, erythritol, uh, things like that. Things that end in tol. I think they're all, they all end in TOL. Um, so that being said, net carbs, active carbs or impact carbs, those are all fake words. Those are all marketing words. Those are not nutrition words. So just make sure that you keep that in mind as you, as you look at this, that that these are not necessarily like things that science has been like net carbs. That's real. So they're most of the time they're made up by um, companies looking to sell more product. So I think they're a little bit confusing and almost on purpose because yes, insoluble fiber, like the fiber we get from like celery, you know, will pass through your body without being digested and without impacting your blood sugar levels. So that's great. So like insoluble fiber in some ways like won't, won't affect your blood sugar and you really can't absorb the carbohydrates from it. Soluble fiber, you do digest some of, so it does have an impact on blood sugar and it does have an impact on, on actually absorbing those carbohydrates. So just saying like taking away just fiber doesn't really tell the whole story. Um, similarly, even, even with insoluble fiber, if you're type one diabetic, there are studies that show that, that it will, it will raise your blood sugar levels just slightly. So Keep in mind, if you're type, if you're type down on diabetic, this stuff still counts. You should probably be counting total carbs and not trying to do some fancy math to, to figure out net carbs because most of the time it's, it's, gonna, it's going to count. So, and then the other thing is the erythritol, the xylitol, the, the sugar alcohols. We've been using them for a long time in gum. The gum is kind of like the, the primary place where you'll find sugar alcohols. So it's like, it's not unknown, but eating them in massive quantities, five, 10, 15 grams at a time. We don't know what that's doing to people. We don't know what kind of effects that really has on blood sugar. So it's still this kind of like nutritional gray area. So for now, what I would say is focus on the, the total, total carbs and the calories because the calories still are going to count. 
and don't worry about being like, oh, I'm not, I'm only, I'm doing keto. I'm only getting certain grams of carb. Just like skip that. That, that it doesn't feel like, like science isn't supporting that as much as I think the companies would like it, like it to be. So make your own decisions. Like if you're looking at a quest bar, like one of those Costco protein bars, say like one gram net carbs, don't have those every day. If you're going to have it, have it, you know, occasionally going, you're going on hikes, things like that, but that shouldn't be a part of your daily diet. Okay. So net carbs, generally I'm, I'm down on net carbs just because I think it's, again, it's like, it's fancy marketing that plays on our, like on our like easy button mentality. Like, Oh man, I can have the carbs and it doesn't count. Mm, I don't think that's that accurate. Number two, how do I get more protein in my day? Someone in the Million Body community asked this question and they were actually dealing with an issue where they can't have whey and they can't have egg whites. So that made it more challenging, but I'm gonna give you a couple of different options that do include those. So number one, I would say like, if you're like, man, I cannot get enough protein, try having two shakes per day, okay? I like, a, I like kind of having like two shakes, two meals per day. That's, that's some of my, one of my favorite ways to do it, especially during the summer when it's hot. I don't really wanna make cook food all the time. But having two shakes per day, that's going to give you about 50 grams of, of protein per shake. So you're going to start off with like a base of 100 grams. That's an easy way to do it, especially if you're trying to get like 200 plus grams. So for most of the time, what you want to do is you want to find your baseline of protein based off of your goal weight in grams of protein. So if you're 250, you want to be 200. How about 200 grams of protein? You know, if you're, if you're 200 and you want to be 220, have 220 grams of protein. Basically, like that's the easiest way to do it. The science says 0.88 grams per pound of body weight is about, is about all like the max, but you know, that's a hard number to multiply by. So just use one gram per pound of ideal body weight. Second thing is add more animal protein to your meals. Um, so like if you've been having like these little small portions of like four, four ounces of chicken or whatever else, double those. You go up to like eight ounces per meal because eight ounces of chicken is not, it doesn't, it's not a whole lot and it will give you about 62 grams of protein per eight ounces. So just having some batch prepped chicken breast or chicken thighs is a great way to get that in. Um, and then the last one is having more egg whites on hand. I like to like make, so I'll make scrambled eggs, use like two whole eggs and then use like five egg whites. So if you're getting like the Costco size pack or just like the little carton of egg whites, it's a really easy way to add in uh, protein to just like, um, eggs. I'll put some in shakes occasionally, but it's a, it's a very simple way to just get more straight protein in during the day, especially if you don't have any egg white allergies. So that can be good. And then, you know, like I said, that, that the second shake, I generally put that after dinner, kind of before bed. If you want to on a shake, um, having some Greek yogurt, mixing in some protein powder to that, maybe some berries is a great way to get some more protein in during the day as well. And then having hard boiled eggs on hand is always just makes your life a lot better. You can always pop those in. Um, and then I, my last one is turkey roll-ups. I'll take a, like a, just a dill pickle sphere. And by the way, if you eat, if you eat bread and butter picture pickles, don't, don't talk to me. That's immature. Don't talk to me about bread and butter pickles. That's gross. So we have a dill sphere, wrap that up in like some turkey deli meat. That's a great snack, great way to get some extra protein in your life. Boom, done. Boom, roasted. And the last one is a life-changing peanut butter hack that you need to start doing right now. And I posted this in the, in the million dollar body group uh, a couple days ago. And people have been like losing their minds about it because I didn't realize this was not common knowledge. So basically we all know that natural peanut butter is better than regular peanut butter because it has less sugar. Generally it has less like, um, like vegetable oils, canola oils, hydrogenated stuff in there that we don't want to eat. So natural, natural peanut butter on the butters are better, but they come with that thick goopy oil at the top, which is annoying. So what you want to do is you buy, you go buy it, 
generally comes on like a like a, a shelf that's not refrigerated. So when you get it home and you're ready to open it, what do you want to do is you want to take it, flip it upside down, and put it in your refrigerator. So what's going to happen is that oil is going to again rise to the top, so the bottom because it's upside down. And as it does that, it's going to cool off in your fridge and that oil is going to condense and basically evenly space itself out within your peanut butter jar. So that way you don't have to like get in there with a big stick or try to like break a chopstick trying to stir it because it'll already be automatically mixed if you just have like, you know, a couple hours where you can let it sit upside down in the fridge, okay? And after that, keep in the fridge. You might find like little pockets here and there of the oil, but again, it's not gonna be a big deal. You don't have to mix it up or do anything crazy. Um, and it's also gonna make that a, the, basically the entire, the texture of the entire jar of peanut butter, the same consistency. So you're not getting one that's like really hard. Like, you know, you get the, and you scrape in the bottom and you're not getting something that's really soft and oily. So number one, you're getting the right, the same consistency and you're getting the same calories as you, as you measure out two tablespoons or however much you need. So that's my life-changing hack for you. Hopefully that's, uh, that's something you can use right away. And if you eat peanut butter, like I do, this is going to be, this is going to save you a ton of headaches and a lot of like having peanut butter on these two first two fingers. So, you know, if you, if you're a peanut butter, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Hope you guys are, this is uh, enjoyable, impactful for you. Give you uh, one or two good tips that you can use in your own life. Hope you have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, I hope that episode was helpful for you. If you liked it, there are three ways that you can start activating your fat loss results right now. Number one, join the community. Go to n, the number eight, trainingsystems.com slash group to get in there. Grab the book, go to amazon.com and look for the million dollar body method or search for Nate Palmer. And number three, leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to these so we can bring on more influential guests and bring those lessons back to you here.